Welcome back to another episode of Say Something Interesting here at East Lake Tri-Cities. It's our follow-up podcast of our Sundays at East Lake Tri-Cities, which is online right now. And here with me today is Megan and our teaching pastor, Brent. Hi, guys. Woo! <laughs> Woo-hoo! <laughs> How's everybody doing? Uh, Valerie asked me that Good. before you got here. Oh, you already like, talked yeah, about it? Megan I was like, had a little... Uh, same, same. Yeah. <laughs> yep, that's how we feel, too. Yeah. Absolutely. Since we last met, Inslee's come out with the four phases yes. of reopening. That's true. And mm-hmm. uh, so that's been kind of new and exciting, other than the fact that we found out we're in phase four. D- were so, you surprised by no, that? No, I wasn't surprised by that. <laughs> I was like, obviously. Yeah. That's where Wait, we'll what do you mean we're in phase four? Well, church, churches are gatherings of typically over 50. I mean, who knows after five months oh, of being really? off if we're going to be over 50 <laughs> the week we come back. Okay. But. Anything aside politically, our government our people that are doing the press conferences oh here need, comes a hot take here need, comes a hot take i'm so excited need, they need like young graphic design people to explain what they're saying because <laughs> they're like even the joking i saw people joking about like the reporters being like karen uh i think you i think you're muted uh can you hear me um uh Inslee having to tell oh, totally. reporters, you know, I'm just like, I, cause I will watch them. I usually have to watch them like when I'm working and I'll have like Facebook live on while I'm working. And so I'm not fully listening. So it could be just me not being a great listener, but goodness, I just feel like there's a lot of young people out there that could be helping a lot of the political teams, whether you agree with them or not, their messaging is just redundant and you're listening you're seeing the same person sit at the desk and you're like oh there's nothing important so i didn't know that i didn't know that churches were at phase four so technically if you wanted to have less than 50 people you could have church yeah so here's what's interesting about this is my buddy ryan lives in indiana and uh his i mean different you know midwest right so like let's take it for what it is but it came out and said we will do church their their limitations were 10 people a couple weeks ago we will do as many church services as we need to, to hmm. do church for 10 people. <laughs> and it's a church of several thousand people, which is absolutely <laughs> bonkers. They did like wow. 37 services or something That's, stupid. They did that. Um, so exhausting. Wow. Yeah. So uh, it, it, for the last two weeks, and now it's getting getting even more. So like 10 isn't, uh, isn't realistic. 50, though, like we've done services with 50 people in the auditorium. Uh, mm-hmm. That's called uh, Time Change Sunday, the early service. <laughs> uh, it's also called weekend. Boat Race Weekend. <laughs> um, so we are slightly used to some of those at, at some to some level to, to some degree, um, but I really don't think that we would do it. That's phase three, so we potentially could open up a little bit earlier than that. But the reality is, like our kids' rooms and everything else, it just doesn't make any sense until until it's kind of more of a full opening thing. Oh, correction. You are saying we have to wait. We church have to wait till we're in phase four and we are not in phase four. Uh, any gatherings over 50 people have to wait until have phase wait. four. Yes. Yeah. I thought you were saying, oh yeah, we're in phase four. I'm like, no, we're not, Brent. Oh, you do oh. not listen. <laughs> no, no. Washington State is not in phase yeah, four. We are definitely not in phase four. I thought you were meaning four. like, we're oh, like people are acting phase- like, one half that's what we're yeah we're not even to phase one that was that was the most confusing part of that whole thing yes was him saying phase one is going to be this and everybody's going so like what phase it feels like we're in phase one are we not in phase one and he's like phase one starting on may 15th and we're like well what's different about that (laughs) aren't we in it right now what are you talking about man (laughs) i have friends that live in actually i grew up in one of the counties that was named 
um, one of the counties that can start earlier. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's counties with like 50 people. Yeah, go for it. Right. (laughs) Yep, exactly. And uh, so one of my friends, her business, she's a hairstylist. So she's like, okay, like, and she just got bombarded with messages of like, okay, so they said our name. Like, that's the only thing everyone listened to in that press conference was, oh, Lincoln County might open so I can get my hair cut. I'll I'll drive to Lincoln County to get the haircut. Yeah. Oh, she said she's already gotten messages of people. Well, my and she said she just is like, nope, no, 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 no. I can't handle that. Courtney Madela put a thing on Facebook yesterday. It was like, I'm not accepting new clients. We're allowed (laughs) to have hair appointments again. I will prioritize my current clients. Yeah. And then her last statement was, don't cut your bangs. (laughs) Totally. Absolutely. Hashtag don't cut your bangs. Poor hairstylists have to deal with. They're the only most of the time. They're the only contact. So and they're it's a big personal relationship with people that their clients are. And so they like have this line of professionalism of like how they want to interact with clients. And then most of their clients are their friends too. And so during this time, it's it's just unprecedented for sure for everyone. But for, I think people that do one-to-one services, it's pretty hard because they kind of have to deal with how do you talk to clients and you want your clients to listen and be receptive, but you sometimes have to make rules that you're like, no, stop texting me. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. I, uh, I'm not, I'm not a big fan of talking during haircuts. I mean, like, so Courtney actually does cut my hair. I like Courtney, and that's the reason She's why I go to Courtney. Too, yeah, so. but see, but like, I know her, so like, we have things to talk about. But then I go to like every once in a while, she'll be like, "Oh, we're moving. I can't do it right now, or I'm having a baby because whatever, you know." Who can't cut a hair? Anyways, just kidding. I'm just kidding. That's a joke. Um, so I'll be like, all right, no problem. I'll just I'll figure it out this time, and I'll go somewhere else. And every time I do, I'm always like, they, they try and like, so what do you do? And, you know, and, and you know, I don't know what, what what's your plans for the summer. And you're like, dude, just can you just cut? Like, I don't need this. You don't yeah, need this. Yeah, but if you went, to, you don't it wasn't want this. Someone you already knew. If you went to someone consistently, you would develop a. That's what I'm saying. But then you try and go to these like yeah. you know startup great clips or whatever, and, and then that's like, why people don't switch their hairdresser very right. often. Yeah, they for the awkward. It's totally the personal relationship. I think. I think <laughs> a the, lot of. I wonder what yeah. the percentage of quality of cut versus just quality of conversation. Oh, 100 percent. You pick the person and not necessarily the quality of cut. Yeah. Well. Yes. I'd like to I'd like to say to Courtney if she's listening, it's more the quality of cut. Oh, okay. <laughs> well, no, because I, I guess that's hard. I like you too. I don't know. Anyway, it doesn't matter. Well, I think it's kind of hand in hand because if you know the person well, I can tell that I I am more honest. I think with them about what and I'm more trustworthy. Like just do which, but I don't know. Maybe Megan and I are a little different. Because I, I don't think you get your hair done on a six-week basis, right? Uh, well, not currently, no. Yeah. I'm, I'm I think there's, working on I think almost there's a year some, right now. Yeah, same, same, <laughs> Megan. So I think we might be kind of the outlier of women that, that care a little bit more about their hair. And, like, getting it done every six to eight weeks. So whatever. Well, little hair corner for everyone. Yeah, 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 that's what everybody signed up for. <laughs> Hair quarter. Oh, uh, that's no, awesome. No, everything's kind of the same in the call household. We go for like five to six walks a day and check out the birds. And I don't know, we're kind of getting down with the routine. So it's it's not, um, it's kind of changed up our routine, but we're feeling good still over here. How many minutes a day would you say you randomly investigate COVID research? Mm. 
So that has o- been over a under th- return huh. for me. Over under 30 minutes on average in the like, last... I'll put a time frame over. on it because obviously... I think when it first came out, it was like, you know, that dominated everybody's attention. Mm-hmm. I'll say in the last 10 days, 30 minutes over, under. 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 Look at you, okay. Mal? Over. Over? over. Yes. Okay. We have turned off the news that we don't watch the local and nightly news as we used to, though. I just felt, I was just like, I just can't. It's I, it's just depressing, and I don't want, it, it didn't work for our family in the sense of Alex and I are just like zoned in. And it made our nights awful. So I'm like, it's probably because <laughs> we are like nights. upset. Yeah. yeah. Well, no. And it's like 5 to 6 p.m. when kids are, oh, you know, yeah. witching yeah. hour. And here we're like trying to focus. But no, I look on Twitter a lot. So I'd say over 30. Do you follow um, Jalen Pritchard on Instagram? Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. She has been. She'd probably be my first go to because I, I know. personally know. That's her. what I wanted to say yeah. on this thing. I put this in our random category mm-hmm. at the very beginning is it's hard to find good resources out there. I'll just be honest with you. It feels like everybody, depending on which side of it, depends on which story they want to pull from. They'll pull from the CDC for a while, but then when that doesn't say the story that they want to do, they go to the WHO, mm-hmm. and then they go to John Hopkins, and they go to this. And you're like, stay consistent, and you just are telling a story. Anyways, um, Jalen has been amazing, and mm-hmm. probably it's because the personal friendship and and I know she's not like getting a paycheck <laughs> because of this. You know what I mean? Like, there's no, there's no links that there's no clickbait that she's trying to get. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, and she's just doing it basically from her home. She's a, a, a MD. She's got I don't know what her specific focus is, but she's done a ton of research on it and uh, is always very well thought out on some of her thoughts. Does it shares it mostly through her stories? Is what I've seen. Is that basically mm-hmm. what you've seen, Mal? And I know that yes. those kind of can come and go. I know she's archived a few of them to kind of be there. And there's a lot. Like every time uh, I'll flip through like stories, when I get to Jalen's, there's like so many little dash marks across the top that it looks more like periods than dashes. And right. you're like, I got to like, I got to load up for that one. I got to be like, I got to be somewhere like and like I asked hang to out go for, a, for a walk yesterday. So I was like, can I go for a walk by myself so I can listen to Jalen's update? Yeah. <laughs> Uh, and yeah. it was and it was super good. The one that she just had the other day. She takes questions mm-hmm. and does some stuff. So, um, if you are interested in a uh, personal, um, a non, I don't know. I don't want to say non biased because everybody's coming from somewhere, right? But um, mm-hmm. at Mama Medicine Dropper on Instagram and give her a follow and, and follow her at least at least for this. If nothing else, she's got moose that come in her backyard up in Spokane. That's pretty yep. cool. So um, I, I I've never seen a moose in real life. So that's and uh, they're that's past going East Lakers. It. They used to go to East Lake before they moved. Oh yeah, I should have mentioned that. You didn't know them. Yeah, they mm-hmm. they were here. She's actually on our um, team, our kind of reopen strategy team for looking at it when the time comes, oh, what cool. are the kind of processes that are going to be in place that we are going to do uh, to make sure that we're ready as a church, and she's going to be the medical uh, sort of professional side of thing. We're going to come up with ideas, and then she's going to say, no, actually, that doesn't fit with science, <laughs> and so you're going to need to do this instead. So it'll be great. Awesome. But um, Also, okay, so last thing before we jump into message stuff, this is uh, obviously a time for uh, movies and and podcasts and like you probably watch more TV than ever before. Um, Kylie and I just finished 1917 last night. Have you seen this? No, I haven't seen it yet. Mal, have you seen it? No, Are you a I war movie person? It. No, but Alex is. Oh my gosh! I'm kind of a war movie. Person. Loves. Perhaps I have to be like, can we not watch a war or western tonight? Perhaps the best <laughs> war movie I've seen 
since probably pr- Saving Private Ryan. I mean, really that good. I mean, artistic, brilliant, like in terms of the the takes that they do and how they made it. Definitely, if you do it, if you watch it, there's like a bonus episode for how they filmed it. Um, and it's like 10 minutes long, maybe 15 minutes long and totally worth it. Don't watch it until after you've watched the movie and then you get to see like, that was just an interesting, that's cool. I wonder how they did that take. And then they show you how they did that take. I think it's better to be kind of surprised at some of it. And, but it was just a, the storyline um, is fine. It's great, whatever. But just the action and the immersiveness of it, um, like, I don't know. I haven't felt that immersed in a war movie since Saving Private Ryan. Dunkirk was great. Like Dunkirk a lot. This was this is better than that for sure. So cool. Alex has watch watched Saving Private Ryan a numerous times. So yeah, we'll have to. We we actually red boxed it. Uh-oh. We haven't red boxed in forever, and the kids wanted some movie <laughs> that wasn't available. And Redbox suckered me in because I went and got the kids' movie, and I clicked the checkout button. They said, "Hey, for seventy-five cents more, you can get a, another movie." And I was like, "All right, let me do that. Let me check that out." <laughs> so then I got nineteen seventeen, and then when I return that, they go, "Hey, for fifty cents more, you can get." So then I watched Uncut. Absolutely. Then I watched Uncut Gems last night too. So we are all over the place. They are they are suckers of marketing. Um, well, no, I'm a sucker of marketing. They're just good at it, I guess. Yeah. I don't know. Right. <laughs> Uh, okay. Uh, that said, let's jump into kind of message recap stuff. We did part three uh, of our series, Blankety Blank, uh, What what Next, or Now What, um, a series on flourishing. We've been looking, really, the idea is looking at the uh, Sermon on the Mount, Matthew's chapter five through seven, and try and re- re-envision it or revision it uh, through the lens and the light of kind of current circumstances. And I wonder if we would read through that differently now that we've got this and Jesus's way of saying, this is what a virtuous life looks like. This is what's uh, a wisdom text saying, this is, this is the life well lived. We've done kind of the happy part of it. Happy and wholesome was the two things. Happy was week two with the Beatitudes and all of the uh, the Colin Macario sections. Uh, and then this last week was the wholesome section, living life in a wholesome way. Not wholesome in terms of like only watching Sesame Street and, and PBS your entire life. I'm saying wholesome in terms <laughs> of doing things as a whole self. Like the, you don't have to live this uh, split lifestyle where you've got this on one side and this on the other, like a hidden thing. Or or I uh, one of the examples was, um, you know, the, the do not, You've heard it said, "Don't take an oath," but I or uh, you, you've heard it said, "Don't lie," or whatever. In the idea of not setting yourself up to take an oath, so that there can be sections of your life where here's where I promise to tell the truth, and then over here is kind of like this gray area where you're not sure what you're getting. He's like, "Do just don't put yourself in that position. Just always be the kind of person who tells the truth, and and, and you'll be fine." And there's other pieces in there. Obviously, the divorce piece. Divorce has a huge thing to do. I mean, the 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 takeaway from it, or if you read the text, is a really difficult text. But what he's trying to illustrate is the wholesome. If I want you to live a wholesome life, and in marriage it is two people becoming one, then what can be more divisive from wholesomeness than dividing a marriage that is supposed to be like this permanent institution? Um, it, it's a, it's a really dramatic thing, and I think he uses dramatic rhetoric language to illustrate the drastic. Uh, nature or detriment of that. Um, and I think there's some clarification in there in terms of what he allowed for and what he didn't allow for. And we, that's a whole other series and topic. But um, that's he's just pointing stuff out in life about how you were supposed to live wholesome and anything that pulls you away from that is is not great. So, yeah. 
Um, I, there were six examples of it. I, I walked through, I think, three of them. I left three of them kind of out, out in the open, and then we finished it off with this idea of be wholesome as your, as your Father in heaven is wholesome. So um, I, I don't have uh, any specific um, things that I cut other than why did I choose the three that I chose. I like the piece of the oath. The first two were just the first two of the six, and so it made sense to go through there. The first, um, the, the uh, primary... Uh, example was the longest one. It showed kind of like the formula, so I felt like I needed to talk through that. Um, and then I left out divorce just because it is a tricky one. It's one of those. It's one of those ones I wish I could have maybe gone into a little bit further um, because we've got so much divorce in our community. Like I'm, I'm not saying that in just in the Tri Cities. I'm saying like in our church community and and just in life in general. And um, and so I feel like it's super relevant, and but I, I just I felt like I couldn't if I was gonna do that I think it would need to be the whole message not like this little offshoot where I try and solve all your problems in five minutes because I you know in a twenty five minute message <laughs> it felt like it didn't mm-hmm. it wouldn't have gotten the attention that it deserved um, so I thought I would make a little comment about it here in the podcast as I just did and then just um, you know say there was a couple others in there but the point of it he wasn't making a diatribe against divorce. He's bringing up ideas of wholesomeness. And that was just one of the ways in which he did it. So, yeah, it is hard stuff. I had, um, when I did the, like, uh, East like you with Scott about the Beatitudes. And when he, when we went through this section, he was talking about how, um, it's also like, yes, this is how you are your whole self, like inside matching your actions kind of thing. But also it's like a really big example of, um, you can't do this alone. You don't get to like setting the bar so high that the only way to attain it is to attain it through Christ. And so kind of like that piece, too, of the only way to get these things is to try and live through let your life like me and live with me as your like grace and savior and stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah. Almost like a programmed helplessness or realization of a a need for a savior. Right. Because you can definitely go through life and not really feel like you <laughs> you need any help. I might I might need to help a hand up once in a while, but I mean that is the danger. That is pride at its core. Is um, just leave me to be. I'll be fine. And if I need you, I'll call on you or whatever. You know what I mean? Well, and like when the like when the bar is set not super high, you're like, I mean, I'm good enough, right? Right. But. The, of these six, I've got like four of them yeah, for sure. I mean, Maybe I'm five. Good. Yeah. Right. And but when it's like you not only should you not sleep with someone else's wife, but you shouldn't even think about sleeping with someone else's wife or husband or whatever it is. Right. Yeah. Then you're like, Oh, well dang. Yeah. Right. <laughs> I all, guess I don't. All, I yeah. guess I don't. All the husbands in the audience <laughs> listening that day, just nodding like with their wives next to them. Like that's, this is really good. Paul needs to hear this. You know what I mean? <laughs> right. My, my dad's a really forgiving person, but growing up, and he growing up, he was a very forgiving person, but he was very strict and his expectations were high. So he was very forgiving, but at high expectations. And he was a huge fan of Vince Lombardi still is. And he would always like anytime we do something, if we were like not didn't want to stay the whole practice time or whatever, mostly sports related, he'd always talk about mediocrity <clears throat> And I forget the quote. It was like, mediocrity is admired by the mediocre, something like that. And it kind of reminded me of this, that 
God has high expectations for us. He is forgiving in those expectations. Like my dad would always be super strict and super like hardcore when we were doing it, but it was never when we ended practice. It never was like, you were awful. Yeah. (laughs) It was just high expectations in the moment and still wanting us after the fact, if we did not do well, he still wanted us to improve and do better the next time, but it wasn't in a like in a demeaning way. Right. Yeah. And you, you think of, you look back on life on those coaches and those teachers and those whoever people who were hard on you, but like you could tell that loved you in the first place. And those are the ones that shaped you mm-hmm. and you come back later and you go, thanks. Sorry. You know, I wasn't always the best. <laughs> sorry. I didn't always come mm-hmm. through and give it my best, but you always called me to a higher standard. And I think there's a respect that comes along with that for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. What else? Anything else that jumped out at you that uh, was interesting for us in in all of this? Super easy. The apocalypse part was just interesting to me. I I think you probably have seen an article that's been flying around too of just explaining um, apocalyptic. Oh yeah, stuff yeah, yeah. That, and and I thought it was just relevant because I think it for me at least you always say like oh I like talking about that it kind of like I'm like I don't really want to talk about that oh yeah for sure but it was it was just I just learned a little bit from that um, was it the David Dark article is that the one that you read that Mm -hmm. Adam had posted and and yeah yep that exact article yeah and I learned a lot from that article too yeah just we think of a uh, apocalypse as one thing (laughs) and it's actually like an idea Yes. Not just one specific thing. And, and in there, he also talks about how the day of the Lord um, was also um, something that was future, but it was also something that could arrive now. So anytime the world is being put right, anytime that justice is being shown, anytime that things are happening on earth as they are in heaven, it would be like them saying like the day of the Lord is here. Um, and so that's, I think part of the language that you get too, when, when Jesus is out there going, you know, the day of the Lord is at hand or the kingdom of heaven is near or right beside you. Um, he's trying to say that what we're doing or what's happening here as I'm, uh, loving the unloved, as I'm caring for the people who are not cared for and taking and, and showing attention towards those who never get attention. Um, that's, that, that's kingdom living. So yes, there's a fullness in which this comes and this becomes the operational reality, uh, for us in a new kingdom of new earth but um when when you're able to say you know um the day of the lord is here there's there's two ways to interpret that again as a future oriented thing but also something's being done now that's important and um so i I thought that piece was was incredible out of that article and i did definitely pull all of the apocalyptic this whole pandemic is showing us that we have not been totally operating in, in wholeness um, and it, it, in a lot of different areas in terms of economic inequality and who's most, who's, uh, been most affected by this in terms of this is, um, this is because of the job condition. I mean, we've got this Tyson meat packing plant that, you know, we've got how many people are, are infected because of this. And you look at it and you realize it's because they're working side by side, you know, so close in these close quarters with each other because of business efficiency. Like that somebody goes, somebody never factored in, uh, potentially something like this. And so this is the most efficient way to do what we need to get done. But there's also going to be other things that you've now got to factor into. Yes, that would be most efficient, but is that's not the most efficient in terms of caring for our workers. And so um, a more wholesome approach to it of matching business efficiency with also um, uh, hygiene stuff, uh, like that's 
that's going to be that's an apocalyptic. This is a revealing for us that something is broken. That's not, and and we've always had some of these things. Like when you hear um, like uh, that able women's brand, right? Who uh, comes out and says like, "There's these mm-hmm. you know um, sweatshop workers who are creating these clothes." But here's what we're going to do: we're going to be fully revealing of the lowest paid workers in our industry and who work for us as they produce these clothes. Um, they're they're doing their job, and in doing it in such a contrasting way, it shines a light on how other people and other clothing companies aren't doing this, right? And so that's apocalyptic for the real nature of it because that's the nature, that's the side of the clothing industry and and that we don't see. We just go and see this is X price and this is on sale or this is whatever and I, I think I should be able to get this for this price and you don't see all of the, the, the supply chain patterns and the injustices being done and all of those things to get to that spot. And so every once in a while, um, a company comes along and, and shows or a, a New York Times or somebody. Now there's always an agenda, like there's always what's in it for them for exposing that is is able obviously making money because of uh, of you know uh, us having an apocalyptic moment on that for sure but um yeah that's apocalyptic and and i i think the the process of it is is very apparent the wording of it that we use is typically not we call it an expose or a uh, i don't know what's another what's another term that we use to be like this is a uh, an audit an a, a, an external audit on something that like revealed a mishandling of, of something. So, and the goal is again, wholeness and all of that. We should be able to do things in a full way where if everybody knew how it was run, everybody, they might not agree on some of the processes, but it would be, you'd be okay with the fact that it's like, it's like that. So. Yeah, sure. I couldn't think of any other words. Sorry. All right. No worries. You were like, what other words? And I was like, Ugh. and I saw, looked at Mallory. And Ma- was like, Megan's over here <laughs> shaking her head. Megan's like, don't, 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 don't push it to me. You said expose, and that was literally the only word I could think of. (laughs) (laughs) All right, let's jump into our uh, Say Something Interesting for the week, unless uh, unless you have anything else. But um, I will start it off to give you guys a second to think about it. But um, I posted, I've been doing like these morning reads on Twitter lately. If you follow me at at Bryn Johnson, it's not a promo, I don't care. But um, here's what I read this morning that I felt like was interesting. (laughs) And yesterday, it was an interview that the Times did with Jerry Seinfeld in this, uh, from his house as he's trying to adjust to kind of all of this as a stand-up comedian where, um, you know, your, your audience, uh, is a big deal and you like so many of those people feed off the, you know, basement sub level, everybody's squished together and three drinks in sort of thing, sort of environment. How do you think this is going to evolve into you know what does this evolve into what's the new look for this do you feel like you're there's a shift to more online stuff um, because he does have something coming out um, on Netflix that drops today actually if you're well sorry you're probably listening to this on a Wednesday it drops today Tuesday um, a, a new stand-up show called 23 hours to kill on Netflix and Jerry Sunfeld's I think one of the most brilliant comedians on the planet and has been for years Um and uh, I'll be watching it for sure. Um, I think Kylie and I are actually planning just a, even a date night around that. So, um, but he talks about how for him this is like he doesn't like the experience of the online viewing thing. He's like, eh, this might be my last one. He says in the in in the interview, he'll still do stand up. He likes the live energy crowd. It's just interesting to see is that is that just somebody who 
is uh, okay, boomer, and not willing to evolve to the new realities, <laughs> um, or okay. is this is that really genuinely a part of that industry? I mean, you hear you hear a lot of people going, "We got to rethink everything. Nothing's going to be the same." Like everything changed post nine eleven. Now we live in a you know, you, you got to go through, uh, you can't go up to the gate anymore. You've got to go through security and, and that's changed and whatever. Um, and what do you do when you're in an industry where you're saying, well, this can't change because what the product is a lesser form of, uh, entertainment, it's not as good. Right. And so, um, yeah, anyways, I, I, I just read that and thought it'll be interesting to see how I read that again six months from now. So um, the mm-hmm. something interesting is the article, the interview, but then also I haven't seen it yet because it hasn't dropped, but the 23 Hours to Kill um, stand-up with Seinfeld, which I just, I'm going to go out on a limb and say it's going to be really good. So, <laughs> and I don't think that's even out on a limb. So anyways, <laughs> Megan, you want to go next? Sure. Um, I've been enjoying my newfound freedom because I finished all my schoolwork until they tell me I failed something. Oh, yeah. yeah. All done. Did you take the three-day nap that you were talking about? Um, Not really, but ah. I did sleep a little bit. <laughs> um, but I've been watching Guilt-Free TV, which is awesome. And there's a show on Netflix called 100 Humans. Have you guys seen that? Or not. I have not. Okay, so what they did is they just do a bunch of like social science experiments on all these people. They get 100 just like normal people, 50 men, 50 women. Um, to come in and they do like social experiments with them to like test certain answer like questions or whatever that they have so like they did a generations one so like they, they split them into age groups like 20s, so it's non-fiction 30s. it's not a scripted no drama no no well thing. i mean I'm, yeah yeah i know what you scripted, mean it's yeah. scripted probably but yeah <laughs> um and then like they also did like a men versus women one and just other sort of stuff like that and it's like it's pretty interesting and kind of funny and they're, I mean, there's normal people. Obviously, they audition. They have to have a certain amount of charisma, I'm sure. In order Is it to... new? Like, did it just come Yeah, out? I think it came out in, like, March, maybe February. Yeah. Cool. But yeah. I like cool. it. It'll be interesting to see with this lull in, obviously, there's still stuff coming out right now, but it's because, like, Jerry filmed this in October, and I don't know when they did that, but, like, there is going to be, a like, a five-month lull where I feel like... We're not going to get a lot of new content now. I'm hopeful that sports will be back to be able to fill that. I was just going to say that or outdoor barbecues with people, Uh, um, right? But like in terms of say something interesting is similar. Oh, is it? Oh, then go ahead. I'll finish that later. Well, I I decided I was debating, but just part of that. If you listen to Bill Simmons' podcast, and I do, he talks about. Okay, did you listen to the most recent about what he thinks? Sports are going to look like football specifically. It was fascinating. You know, his, I'll be honest, his podcasts are like two hours long. I can usually last I about know. an hour. And I lasted an hour into yeah. it. And then I, I usually <laughs> have to like pause and then I'm like, I just don't want to get back into it because I feel like the best, if, you know, the best is up front and then it kind of fades from there. It's yeah. usually an interview with somebody I don't really know or care about at the end. So I didn't hear that part, but I did, I did hear him talk about the last dance. I, I, I listen to that all the time. So did you get Alex? Well, to watch it just that, made me think about, um the uh did you say michael jordan yeah we we no i i was we still haven't subscribed back to hbo i know i'm i'm actually gonna want to wait till it's It's all out 
Oh yes, you and sling. Yes, yes. yes. And free no, sling. we haven't. Okay, go ahead. Keep <laughs> yes. keep going. You're okay. something interesting. Noted. Noted. Uh, <laughs> so it just made me think. A lot of the stuff I've been like intaking. Okay, I am naturally a super non-confrontational person, and everything is confrontational right now. Like what you think about it, how you think, when when should they open? Should you wear a mask? Should you not? All of these things, and I before all this don't like to argue I'll just kind of pretend like I agree or just walk away but I think (laughs) it's kind of a time that like it's okay to have some conversations of things that you might see differently from someone so your talk made me think of Malcolm Gladwell you gave me this book like a year ago and I finally finished it the Malcolm Gladwell's talking to strangers and that is just fascinating about how we perceive things based on our own perceptions and our own experiences and how it might not be the same as the other person. And then the other book is I Think You're Wrong, But I'm Listening. It's about talking politics with people. And it's okay to disagree with someone and still listen and have different opinions. And so I think um, my neighbor and I have done some front front yard playing. And um, since I have a relationship with her, we're able to disagree on some things and talk through it. And it just made me think like, oh, we could... I'll be a little bit better about disagreeing with someone, but still continuing to have a conversation, even if you aren't going to agree with them at the end. So. Uh Uh Oh, we lost you for a second, but I think you're back. I. Okay. Gotcha. (laughs) No, so I I, I heard all of it. So here's what's interesting about that is um, I saw you get into a little, uh, Art, not argument, but uh, comments back and forth with somebody, a mutual friend on Facebook uh, yes. recently. And I I was like just I was sitting there like the Michael Jackson gift, just eating my popcorn, just watching. Mm-hmm. And then I had to go do something. And I don't remember what it was because I just can't sit there and like wait for it. And then I decided to come back and see how it ended up. And you guys <gasps> had, I think, deleted the conversation. Is that true? Oh, no, I don't think no? so. Unless they you're, did. You're sh- oh. I didn't. Okay. Okay, well, I'll have Unless to go back and look. I, for some reason, I thought, oh, it must have gotten real bad. <laughs> Way to go, <laughs> no. Mel. No, well, and I'm friends with right. that person. So, right, like, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it wasn't. When it comes it was, to, like, it was civil. disagreeing. It was, it was just interesting. Right, no, I don't think it got, right. And and I think I still, like, cringe when I, like, want to have a disagreement. But I think it's okay to like disagree and say like, wait, why, why do you think of it this way? Like I think of it this way and we all come from different perspectives, different experiences. And I think Tri-Cities especially is, does not do a very good job of choosing to have hard conversations with people we might disagree with or people we agree with. And why do we agree with them? Like why, why do we all think this, but part of the rest of our world might think differently (laughs) or another side of Washington might think differently. Well, the fun part about all that is Megan and I agree ex- excitedly on everything together at the same time. A hundred percent. We have 100% had, already had disagreements. About this. Right. Civil, but like, We're, we are very okay. civil. Yes, it is. It is so yes. fun. It is great. It's one of my highlights. I love it. He like, I can tell you That's kind good. of are like, Ooh, Megan and I won't agree on this. Let's talk about yeah, it. Yeah, let's change it. <laughs> <laughs> right uh it's so good and i'm typically the opposite i'm like oh i'll just agree and then come home and talk about it yeah alex, alex actually said all, to me alex he, gets i said earful. something about facebook he goes well facebook's optional you know that or he goes facebook's <laughs> um 
not ma- he goes facebook's not mandatory you know that and i was like yes thank you <laughs> thank you i know that thank you thank you for that oh is that kins hi kins she this she is, woke up I know, that's a good time 70. to end the podcast we yeah. are right i think everybody's gotten everything they needed to get out <laughs> right watch another show <laughs> yes you can go watch another show okay. i'm giving you permission yes you can kinsley <laughs> thanks for <laughs> thanks for checking us out everyone yeah <laughs> awesome hey mother's day is sunday we're going to be doing 10 o'clock service online and uh we got some special stuff coming up for the moms if you are a dad and have kids and get our weekly email be sure to read your email this week we're going to be putting out a special request for you uh we need your help with something oh, that cool. we want to do special for moms um, so oh, watch that. And if you're not currently getting on a weekly email, go to eastlaketricities.com on the very bottom of the front page there. You'll be able to see a spot to sign up for our weekly newsletter and we will sign you up for all kinds of online pharmaceutical tablets and <laughs> sell it to lots of different <laughs> Russian bots and you'll get everything. So, yep. Uh, all right. That'll do it for today's episode of say something interesting. Thanks everybody for listening in and we'll <laughs> see you next week. Bye. <laughs> Bye. Bye, kids.